Welcome to the Bear Ash Podcast. I'm still lighting mine. <laughs> Where we attempt to light cigars and review them. Mm. <laughs> I'm Chase. Uh, I'm Manny. It's Manny mumbling over his big stick. Uh, yep, just got my mouth full of sticks, trying to say my name. Oh, there's something interesting biting my arm. Oh. Some kind of insect just inflicted a wound on my arm. Uh-oh. Hopefully it wasn't venomous. Hopefully I don't catch some kind of weird virus. Anyway, welcome to the show. Welcome. It's been it's been a while, Manny. Yeah, I mean, we did try and record not too long ago, and, you know, it didn't work out so well. So it's been a little while since we put out a show for all four of our fans, I believe. Yeah, I mean, in our defense, though, we did smoke an entire cigar... And review it, and review reviews of it, and had lots of topics. And about an hour and a half later, I realized that I never recorded it. Yep, yep. Uh, after the entire thing was done, and we were feeling pretty proud of ourselves, uh, you said, hey, I forgot to hit record. Yeah, I don't know that we were feeling proud of ourselves. Well, you might not be. I'm told I'm not allowed to feel proud of myself nowadays. We're not going to get into that right now. <laughs> No, we're not. Manny, this cigar here is already delicious. Yeah, yeah this is awesome. So And big. On our failed episode, we smoked the CAO Anaconda, right? The Amazon Anaconda. Yes, Amazon sir. Anaconda. It's delicious. This is the Santiago, which is the cigar factory out of Rochester, New York. Uh, Maduro Bellicoso. Hmm. And we've talked a little bit about the Santiago Cigar Factory before. They're, they've had a few locations in the Rochester area. They're located on East Ave and Alexander, close to Alexander in the city of Rochester. And they make their own custom blends. They roll their own cigars. Um, they have their own uh, distributors. Uh, they bid on leaves and small batches all the time. They make terrific cigars, and you would never think, coming right out of Rochester, New York, that you'd get cigars this good, honestly. Yeah, I don't know that I've had this cigar, Manny, and it is delicious. This is phenomenal. This is actually better than I remember, and I wonder, I mean, I don't. they sell them really fresh right out of the store, and they're still good, but I wonder if having sat in our humidors for a good long while now, um, yes. if they've kind of mellowed out a little bit, and this is excellent. Well, I've got a little bit of a story that I thought might change how this cigar would be. What does that mean? Um, I, well, I, I wasn't sure if the cigar was ruined, is what I mean. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Just trying to figure out my words. The English language isn't my strong suit. No, no. You're better with your mouth closed. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's debatable. But uh, anyways, um, I did pack this cigar up for a trip that I did to Florida in January um, and had put it in a travel humidor. And about a month and a half ago... I rediscovered it in that travel humidor. I completely forgot it was in there. Um, I think that I had left a couple cigars in there and went out and met a buddy, and this was one of my options to smoke, which I'm glad now I didn't smoke it then. But uh, I completely forgot it in there. So it was sitting in my truck for like, I don't know, three months. Wow. Um, yeah. So I, I, it was very dry. I put and it, back it didn't in my split or anything or crack. It, it did not. No, I mean, it looks like nothing happened to it. It's beautiful. Um, I mean, it was dry when I took it out and I put it back in my humidor 
Um, I actually put it in a little humidor that, humidor that I had and pumped the uh, humidity up in that humidor to 72%. So you stress which, tested your cigar. Oh, I stress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it, it passed. Yeah. Uh, by but the way, I want to apologize. Delicious. It is. I want to apologize for the fan noise. I had to turn on a fan, and I'm sure you can hear it in this, or else I'm going to set off the smoke alarm, and I don't want to wake everyone up in the house. So, well, just, I also have, have a fan it. on, so you can just blame it on me. Oh, yeah, that was totally yours that I was hearing, I think. Yeah, it must have been. Okay. Well, it's still on. Yep. yep. So, I'm actually pleasantly surprised it didn't crack or anything. One thing that I found with their cigars is it they are a little sensitive to being stored, and so the wrapper can be a little thin in some spots. Doesn't mean it's a bad cigar, but it is prone to splitting... Um, when the humidity changes that drastically. So I'm glad yours did it. My, mine looks totally perfect. This is a... How would I describe this? Uh, it was kind of a chocolate brown color. Uh, yeah. It's got... It's actually a pretty decent um, wrapper. It's not as thin as some of their other ones. It doesn't look super oily. It's no. not oily like, you know, you and I are big fans of the Liga Pravada cigars. It's not oily like that. Yeah. Um trying to think what else this is did you get the length and the ring gauge of this one uh i did not no so this is well i don't even have a ruler so oh yes I I'm, I'm gonna take a guess though okay what's your guess i'm gonna take a guess it's uh six and three eighths in length and i'm gonna guess that it's a 50 ring gauge so it is Where's the inch marker on this one? It is exactly... Wow, did you measure yours? No, sir. <laughs> that was pretty good. What did you say? Six and one eighth? I said six and three eighths. Uh, six and an eighth. Oh, so close. <laughs> and then the ring gauge, I don't, I don't know how to measure the ring gauge, but my calipers are telling me it's coming in at exactly... Thirteen sixteenths. Huh. I don't, I don't know what that is in millimeters, but yeah. or gauge. Yeah. You need it in millimeters. I can give it to you in millimeters. Is, is that isn't that how a ring gauge is measured? In millimeters. Uh, we we did discuss this on one of our episodes, but I completely but, forget. Well, I mean, yeah, that doesn't mean I remember it. Come on, yeah, I know you've listened to the episode at least eight times, <laughs> just Here. to try and get our listens up there. Just crying, crying to myself. <laughs> Dude, why can't I be better? <laughs> why do we have to suck so badly? Hold on, let me look this up. So, okay. Oh. How to measure ring gauge of cigar. Manny, if I, were to be, if I were to have to pick five of my favorite things about our episodes that we do, one of my favorite is that whenever you're searching something, you read it out loud very slowly. <laughs> Um, that's probably because I'm typing it. <laughs> um, I just think it makes it just makes quality content, you know. Thanks, thanks. Man. Yeah. Okay, so here's this is interesting. We I've never looked this up ever. Um, the ring gauge is measured in units of one sixty fourths of an inch. A oh. Sixty four ring gauge would be a one inch diameter cigar. Um, Look at that. <laughs> so if this was thirteen sixteenths. 
This would be a... Help me out now. No, you're not getting any help from me. <laughs> Come on. What nope. is it? 2650. No, that doesn't make sense. I can't do math. Well. <laughs> well, I guess that's the end of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with it. It's a 50 ring gauge, so. That can't be 13 sixteenths. Yes, it can. Why can't it? No, it's not. It's not. Yeah, why not? You know what? Not the time or place. No, it's not. I mean, you should have come prepared for this. All right. <clears throat> so, speaking of coming prepared, what are you pairing this with? <laughs> oh, you, you, you. Um, so, for myself, um, I had never had this cigar. You had mentioned that you remember it being rather strong. So, uh, I, I went with a, and Manny, you're going to have to correct me, because I, I never know how to say this brand, but the... Um, Luen Lugels. Uh, Line and Lugels. There we go. Line and Lugels. Line and Lugel or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> my wife had picked up, it's beer with a splash of seltzer. Um, and at first I was like, this is disgusting. And then I had a couple more and they're delicious. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, they're still working on me, but I thought it would be something nice and light. I haven't quite figured out how there's as much alcohol percentage. Um, in this as their typical beer. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a mystery I may never solve. Yeah, I've had their Shandy. It's pretty tasty. I'm yeah. uh, pairing this with... Where'd it go? Four Roses Bourbon. Mmm. On the rocks. Ooh. Hear that? I, I do hear that. And Those I actually almost went with Four Roses. No joke. Oh, my gosh. Um, but I just wanted something a little more mellow. You know, uh, as anyone who has listened to a few of our episodes knows, I, I struggle with gout. Fighting the good um, fight. Yeah, fighting the good fight against gout. But uh, anyways, I just wanted to take it easy and not, uh, you know, I feel like I've eaten quite a bit of steak over this past Father's Day weekend. Oh, yeah. So I don't want to push my luck. Hmm. But Manny, this cigar is tasty. Uh, I'm liking yeah. it. Yeah, I it would is. definitely put out a medium to full. Okay. Um, I'm gonna have to take a couple more drags now that I took that sip, just to get a, a little bit of a flavor profile there. Sure, sure. I mean, it's creamy, a little, little spicy. Kind of leaves a dry taste on the tongue. It's not too sweet. Nope. Um, it's, yeah, I'd put it at about a medium. I don't think it's a full body like I seem to recall. Um, but the other thing is, too, they don't put labels on their cigars. Yeah. So I, who knows if I mix it up with something else. I don't, <laughs> like it could have been like their triple league arrow for all I know, and I wouldn't have known the difference just by outside appearance. and been, oh, my gosh, this is so strong. So yeah. that's happened before, where I, where I buy a bag of cigars and they all get jumbled, and I forget which one's which from that place. Mm. Dude, the retro hail is smooth as can be. Mm -hmm. By the way, this is a forty-eight ring gauge. I just ah, it was close. That was close. Well, it wasn't thirteen sixteenths. It was three quarters of an inch. Um, oh, you know, I almost said that out loud, but I didn't want to be a fool. So the answer is forty-eight sixty-fourths, which means it's a forty-eight ring gauge. Oh, goodness. Man, this is a good cigar. 
Yeah, you keep saying that. I feel like you're overdoing it, like you really don't like it, and you're trying to overcompensate for it. Well, it's important to note that like, my last couple Like, look at me. Cigars... I'm so, so not racist. You'd probably think, wow, man, you're probably racist because you're saying that an awful lot. Yeah, well, I mean, I also know you, so I know that to be true. And you know me biblically. <laughs> yes. Although I still don't know what that means, but I'll and, still take it. And he knew her. Get it? I think I get it. <laughs> Okay, go on. Hmm. <laughs> um, I, I had a, I had a thought that I was going to share with you, and now I forget. T h o t thought. <laughs> no, no, just one from my brain. That'll come back to you. Yeah, probably not. Um. I, honestly, though, this cigar would go great with even. I like, think I'm thinking that I might have made a mistake by not making myself a latte or something. I was just thinking Cappuccino. a nice, nice, smooth coffee. Yeah. yeah. Like it would, sometimes I feel like a coffee or even a sweet coffee can overpower a cigar, but this would go perfectly mm-hmm. with like a cappuccino. I remember, I think I must have been snowboarding. I had one of these in the morning with my coffee, and it was a great yeah. idea. Oh, I was just thinking about how I could have the cigar in the morning. Yeah, it was a terrific idea. By the way, did you hit record? <laughs> well, why would you have to ask me that? I'm just verifying. I trust you. Um, apparently, I didn't. Just joking. Oh. <laughs> oh, only our only our listeners will know. Yep, all four of them. Yep. So, um, you know, it's been a while since I had a cigar. Well, no, I had the Skinny Monster, not too long ago. Other than that, that's really the only nicotine I've had in maybe a week and a half, two weeks. Wow, well I done. I know, I know. Um, and I still have not contracted COVID, surprisingly. But wow, that's surprising. I've been finding that I've been fishing a lot with all my free time. So Yeah, man. Like, I can't hunt. We can't go to the YMCA. There's a bunch of stuff we can't do because of the great, the great overreach of 2020. Yeah, um, and, we take over. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, so I've been fishing a lot, and it's been a while since I was really into fishing. As a kid, I worked at Fisherman's World. I, I fished every moment of free time I had. I picked my college based on mostly where I had access to fishing, so I have fun things to do in between classes. Yeah. Um, and then I got into hunting, and I just kind of fished here and there. But this year, I'm getting back into it. You know, I've got uh, boys that are getting older, so they're liking it more, and... Uh, I got a little rowboat with a little trolling motor, which means I have access to Finger Lakes, which I didn't have access to previously. Yeah. Um, so I've been fishing a lot, and uh, it's been really fun. Uh, there's Hemlock Lake here, which is my favorite because the water is pristine, and it's really highly protected. So anything you catch out of there that's a keeper is pretty much safe to eat. I keep everything that I can that's worth eating out of there. Mm. In fact, tonight... Uh, for dinner, we fried up two bass. We had a largemouth bass and a smallmouth bass. How were they? Amazing. Oh, dude, I would love to eat a bass out of that lake. Amazing. The smallmouth, actually, yeah, the smallmouth was from Hemlock Lake. The largemouth bass was from our pond just uphill from the lake. Um, and I breaded them. Or actually, I used the, the egg batter and breaded them and fried them. 
Yeah, kids loved them. Oh, they're amazing. Dude, you're making me. You're making me hungry. Yeah, and I did. A, it was funny. I did a fish and chips. So I did the fried fish chunks with hash browns because I didn't have French fries. So the kids mm. had hash browns and fried fish for dinner. Dude, that sounds delicious. Uh huh. Delicious. I have not caught uh, my. I, I mean, speaking of fishing for coronavirus, we've also been doing a ton of fishing. Um, and when I say a ton of fishing, I mean almost on a daily basis. Uh, we, you know, we're here in Northern Virginia, and there are some options close by, but most most of our good options are like a twenty minute drive, um, which still is not bad. Uh, but there's a pond that's pretty close to us that is all one hundred percent runoff water and swamp water. Yeah, and, uh, get some sashimi yeah. out of there. Oh yeah, my ten year old caught a. Uh, 14-inch bass out of there, largemouth, which would have been a keeping size. And he was, like, desperately asking me if we could keep it. And I was like, dude, that thing is going to taste like straight-up mud. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you see, you smell that right now? That's what it'll taste like. (laughs) So we have not caught, like, a local edible fish. You know, people have attributed bass to tasting muddy. Yeah. But I, th- I bet that's probably because they're just catching them out of nasty, warm, hot ponds. Yeah, man. Even that pond that you have, which is a kind of a small pond. And I don't remember what time of the year it was. But we we caught a largemouth out of there that we ate. Oh, it's such and clean it white meat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. And th- mm-hmm. those those bass in there are just eating tadpoles and then frogs. And I remember one time I caught one and it had a giant snake curled up, like barely fitting in its stomach. <laughs> nice. A big garter snake. Yeah. Nice. Well, I've caught one other edible, keepable fish, uh, which was a rainbow trout, one of my first trout that I've ever reeled up. Um, And I think I told you the story that I was, like, standing in the stream. I had it in my hand. I had never had a trout in my hand up until that point. Um, And I was like, oh, i got to get a picture of this, and then I'm definitely going to bleed it and keep it. Um, I actually was alone. My wife and kids were out of town, so I was like, this would be a perfect meal for me. It was like a, you know. 12 inch rainbow trout Mm -hmm. um and as i was fumbling to get my phone out of my pocket that little bugger just slipped right out of my hand i was so upset i didn't realize how slippery those things are (laughs) yeah they don't really have like grippy scales or anything they're pretty delicate nope so it went on to live another day but uh, it would have been delicious We've also uh, had an opportunity to go out to the eastern shore here of Virginia, and uh, my 10-year-old once again came through, and he did catch a striper that we fried up. Oh, nice. And uh, he also caught a 22-inch flounder. Wow. Uh, right from a, uh, yeah, right from a little you mean a, off the Atlantic. You mean a fluke? Well, I mean a flounder. A winter species? Um, look, there, I know, I know Mr. Connecticut... Um, we grew up calling them fluke this time of year, but, uh, there they call them flounder. They said summer flounder is what they refer to them as. <laughs> what, uh, this is in Virginia? This is in Virginia. Yeah. Well, we'll let it slide. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that but, thing was but, delicious. Yeah. They, they are different species. The flounder technically have a smaller mouth. It's kind of like large mouth for a small mouth bass. Yeah. It's basically the same thing. Like the, the mouth line doesn't go past the eye for flounder. And for fluke, it's a bigger mouth that goes past the eye. Yeah. <clears throat> well, there you go. But, they, yeah, they're delicious. I remember oh. I ate, I, I don't know if this is a good idea, but I caught a fluke in the Thames River off my dad's place when he had that place in Connecticut. 
And I just cut some sashimi out of the cheek meat and served it to a few of us. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Like, it just seemed uh, like a good idea. It was delicious. Yeah, I've never heard of anyone having uh, sashimi out of flounder or fluke, for that matter. Well, especially the cheek meat. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that thing was delicious. One thing I can say, too, is, I mean, the only flounder I've eaten is out of the Long Island Sound. And there's a spot that you know, Manny, and some of our listeners might know about this spot, as a couple are familiar with Connecticut, um, but where the old power plant is in Norwalk. Oh, yeah. So it was a good spot if you've got access to a boat to go out there and catch some big... I, my grandma, when she was... I think she was 94 when she pulled out a record uh, flounder for that year. Fluke or uh, flounder? That was actually a flounder, according okay. to Kinetic Cohen's, um, or whoever makes these rules. Yep, that's but, that. Uh, yeah, I, I forget the length of it, but I remember it was... I mean, the thing was massive. Like, for fun, the picture that ended up getting posted in the Norwalk Hour was uh, a picture of her and my grandfather holding it up, um, like, pretending to put it in a five-gallon bucket, but it was easily double the length of the five-gallon bucket. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyways, I mean, those are always good, but, I mean, I don't remember them being as clean as the one that we pulled out of the Atlantic. I mean, it was, like, when I was just handling the the fillets the next day when we were cooking them, I mean, there was not a hint of fishy smell on my... Like, I could have just walked away not washing my hands. I would have never smelt fish on them, just handling the fillets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was... I let my 10-year-old, since he caught it, I let him pick the recipe, and I helped him. But for the most part, he cooked it. And it was delicious. I do think killing the fish quickly has a lot to do with how good they taste. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine smallmouth and largemouth are pretty similar. And we did a side-by-side test with the two that I cooked earlier this evening. Yeah. And the largemouth, when I got that, I mean, it was dead within five minutes. Yeah. Um, it was a really nice size one. We usually don't keep them out of the pond, but it was pretty big. Um, and my son really wanted to eat it, so uh, I just brought it right up and filleted it. Or, well, killed it by beheading it and then finished filleting it. It was still twitching uh, yeah. while I was filleting it. The smallmouth, I put in a cooler... And just let it sit there all day while I was fishing. And the smallmouth bass, they're both from very clean water. Had like a, it was like a solid white look to the meat rather than like a clear looking transparent meat look. Yeah. And they're both great. But the smallmouth was just a tad fishy. Just a tad fishy. And the large Yeah, probably all that stress pumping blood to its meat. That's my guess, maybe. I'll have to do another, you know, case study and publish my findings and have them peer reviewed. But, yeah, I think uh, killing the fish quickly is the way to go. Simply just cutting, putting your knife through the gills and cutting down at an angle and letting them yep, bleed mm-hmm. right out. I couldn't do that on Hemlock Lake. You're not allowed to dispatch a fish and bleed them or gut them into the, into the water there. That's why I threw it in the cooler. But next time, I might just bleed it out into, like, a bucket or something and dump it off on shore. Yeah. You can't even bleed them out there? Well, actually... I might be able to. They just said no fish entrails. Like, you, like if you're hunting there, you can't gut an animal near the water. If you're fishing, yeah. you can't, um, like, fillet a fish and cast the entrails anywhere near the water. So I guess maybe I, I didn't verify that. Maybe I'm wrong, you know? Maybe I've been wrong this whole time. Yeah. Well, a funny thing about the striper that my son got is the next day he wanted to... We saved the head, and he wanted to use it as bait 
Although I told him the only thing he was going to catch in the Chesapeake Bay with that head was going to be uh, crabs. <laughs> Ew. So, yeah, no, the, the pinching kind. <laughs> Come on, the bay's not that raunchy. <laughs> well, the people fishing on apparently are. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, he did, he did hook that, uh, he put a big old hook, uh, through that thing's mouth, just the head and chucked it out there. And I don't know, had that thing, he was casting it out probably 50 times before he finally gave up on it. Yeah, probably <laughs> wise. <laughs> yeah. Although we were in the bay, not too far from uh, where the bay opens up into the Atlantic. So I was thinking how cool that would be if he just pulled up some bull shark or something. <laughs> so, well, there wouldn't be catfish that far over, would there? Uh, yeah, you can get catfish out there. All right, a catfish would take it. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, I mean, I do have, uh, as we're talking about this topic of fishing, Manny, I do have a little something-something I thought I could read, yeah? Oh, yeah, please read to me. Yeah. So, um, the question is posted here. I believe this is actually in Ohio is where this was written. Um, are fishing numbers on the rise during COVID-19 pandemic? Um, I won't read the whole article, but it was a very interesting article, as uh, I believe this is just a game warden in Ohio who's talking about the rise in a fishing license, and he said it went up by 30% during the pandemic. Yeah, I believe it. Um, yeah, he actually said there was a pretty steep decline of almost the same amount of 30% over the past three years in people... Um, putting in for their fishing license. So it seems like there's a lot of people out there fishing right now during COVID. Yep, yep. I know I wasn't the only one who chose this year to go turkey hunting in the spring for the first time. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, just getting out. Yeah, and I blew I it. Th yeah, I know. You told me that. Yeah, blew it. My only chance I've had in my life at a turkey, and I blew it. You screwed it up. Yeah. Oh, well, I do have to say we went out on Father's Day to go fishing. And granted, I also know there's lots of people who go without getting a license, which I don't fully understand because, I mean, it's, you know, for a resident license here in Virginia, it is $35 if you want to get salt and freshwater license. Yeah. Um, and then it's like seventeen fifty for them each individually. Um, so considering that, you know, if you're where we are, like right here in the D.C. area, you're not going to really do a lot of, like, the Potomac, even, and I think, I think all of the Bay, you need a saltwater license. But the Potomac is really the biggest stream of water. Besides that, there's a lot of great lakes, streams, you know, ponds, whatever you want to fish in around here. Um, so really, you just need the 1750 license for inland fishery, right? And people just don't get it. And I'm like, if you were to get caught fishing without that license, <laughs> like, what's the fine? Yeah, I wonder if it's not even a big deal. It's, like, cheaper than buying the license. <laughs> uh, so I was told that it's a $150 fine. Oh. Yeah. That was for salt water. A gentleman out in the eastern shore was telling me it's 150 bucks. Yeah. If you get snagged without your license. Have you ever gotten checked by an environmental officer? Um, I have in Connecticut. Fishing? Uh, yeah, in Westport, of course. Oh yeah, I did get yeah we we did get uh, checked twice in the channel going out to Long Island Sound, and we I've gotten checked twice up in New Hampshire hunting. 
I've never been checked hunting in New York. I've never been checked fishing in New York. But a bunch of my friends have gotten um, asked to verify their licenses with uh, DEC here. Yeah. Yeah, I I never was checked in when we were, you know, the two years we spent in um, in New York also. I mean, I fished quite a bit over at Lake Powder Mills. And then even on the canal, and no one had ever checked me. Um, we were, actually there was a time where we were fishing in Westport again, and it was over by Peter's Bridge. Um, we were fishing when the tide was coming in, and it was me and two of my buddies. Myself and one of my buddies all had our licenses. And the other friend that was there was bragging about how he's gotten away with never getting a fishing license. <laughs> and as we're standing there talking about this, there was a dude who was just in plain clothes fishing with us. And he was like, uh, hey, just so you know, um, I'm off duty right now, but uh, <laughs> they check this spot frequently. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I would recommend that you either put your pole down or go get your license. <laughs> Did he go? Uh, he did the next day, yeah. He went into Fisherman's World, actually, and picked up his license over there in Norwalk. That's right. Did I get it for him? No, no. You were... We are all adults at this point. Okay. No, you were long gone all right. in your well, adventures follow, in Rochester. I follow him on Instagram, so I'm, I'm pretty much still part of the Fisherman's World family. Oh, yeah? They still remember you over there? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'd be surprised. I'm, I, I bet the old manager, Nick, who doesn't work there anymore, remembers me. And I'm sure Rick remembers me, but that's about it. I don't even know if Gilberto's still there. Yeah, yeah, I, I haven't been there in years. Well, we'll have to check it out one of these days when we rendezvous back in Connecticut. Oh, yeah, do we, we'll do a little fishing trip in Connecticut. Okay, done. Yeah, I do have to say, I've learned a lot about myself uh, in this time of fishing more often. Um... I know I told you that I got a bait caster in which I'm still trying to figure out how to cast that thing. I thought you told me you (laughs) had it locked down. Uh, I thought I did. And uh, I got it. I mean, I got two big old rat nests in it yesterday. (laughs) Um, One of which I ended up just cutting out the line and just respooling it. (laughs) It was so bad. (laughs) I was talking to a buddy of mine who is a pro bass fisherman here in Virginia. And he holds quite a few records. Uh, for the state for this year, for smallmouth and largemouth. I think he said he's got seven records right now for the state. Wow. Um, yeah. But uh, so he's all, like, all of his time right now is at tournaments here in Virginia. And I was kind of talking to him about, you know, just getting a little, little backlash and nesting it up. And he was like, hey, man, don't feel bad. He was like, I was fishing with a guy who uh, has been fishing for the past 50 years, has been a pro bass fisherman for the past 50 years. Um, he said, and it's all this guy does. He lives and breathes like bass fishing. And he said they got in the boat and his first cast. <laughs> rat nest. So he got backlash. Yeah, rat nested it up. Sat there for 30 minutes trying to get it out and finally just was like swearing up a storm and cutting all the rats' nest out of there and having to respool it. <laughs> yeah, I, so for, I don't know how much we need to go into education of fishing, but whatever. The, the bait caster is different because the spool is perpendicular to the line, so it's like horizontal, and the spool spins. And if it keeps spinning after the lure stops going, then it just, like, the line gets all tangled. Um, yep. There's nowhere for the line to go, and the spool keeps spinning. I remember I bought one of those one summer thinking, because I did the same thing. I watched all the TV shows. I was like, oh, I got to get one of those. 
And I worked at Fisherman's World at the time, so I got a great discount on a really nice combo, a bait caster combo and a and a and a rod. And I'd been using spinning reels, which where the spool is parallel to the line and it pulls off the spool rather than the spool spinning to let the line off. So it doesn't really have the same propensity, if you will, to rat nest. You can get tangles, but it's not the same mechanism. Um, like you don't have to stop it or adjust it. So I tried yeah. switching over to bait casting, and I mean, I must have re-spooled that thing four or five times during the summer, and, it, you know, half the time I was untangling it. I, I played with the tension. I played with all the adjustments. I worked at a fishing store. I remember I asked them, like the guys who've been doing this forever, like, how do I do this? What am I doing wrong? And they told me about thumbing the spool and everything, and I tried and I tried, and I never got the hang of it, and I got rid of that thing. And I've only been using spinning reels ever since. Yeah, I, well, I also found out if you cast too high, that'll also cause a, a little backlash and a tangle, which is what happened to me last night. Well, yeah, you're not supposed to fish inebriated. Uh, I wasn't, FYI. You said you were casting that'd be against, high. That'd be a... <laughs> oh! Oh, Manny. <clears throat> you funny guy, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, how's your cigar? Yeah. Dude, this thing is delicious. <laughs> I feel like it's picking up a little bit in strength. Yeah. But, I mean, the flavor is the same. Yeah, it's pretty good, pretty consistent. Yeah. I, uh, I might have dropped mine. <gasps> um, and it did split a little when I dropped it, so I'm just trying to... still tastes great, so just trying Man. to take it easy. I, I, I'm trying to... It's okay, How? it's okay. Dare you? <laughs> How dare you? It's a party foul. <laughs> hey, obviously we don't have to keep going on about fishing, but I do have one more point I was going to make. Oh, I got like five, but yeah, go ahead. Oh, all right, perfect. Well, uh, one thing that uh, here in Virginia, schools just kind of cut out, I guess, a week ago. Um, and I forget what the exact topic was. I mean, I school's been done for a while now, though, for real. Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, officially... Officially, they said school was done a week ago here. <laughs> I don't think there was any grading for the last quarter, at least for elementary school students. Right. But uh, anyways, um, I was talking about, uh, just, I was just talking to my kids about kind of how they felt about the end of the year and you know, school being done. And, you know, uh, one of them was just like, oh, it was really hard. You know, I just didn't like it. And I was like, well, I mean, you know, to be fair. You didn't really have to do much school. Like, you don't really, like, you weren't really learning a lot. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, well, yeah, Daddy, but I learned a lot more being at home. And I was like, well, what do you mean? He was like, well, we learned how to build the shed. And we learned how to build the shop. He was like, and I learned a lot about fishing. He was like, and that's stuff that I would have never learned in school. <laughs> I mean, he's right, but I also, is, is this your oldest one? Yeah, this is my oldest Yeah, one. he's yeah. a smart boy. He's going to be very good with politics one day. Yeah, he knows how to talk his way out of something. Yes, exactly. Wow, da mm. I, I never would have learned this much about helping you work on stuff and playing video games and yeah. Legos and fishing. I, I hope mean, coronavirus sticks around. My brain hurts. I've been working so hard. Nothing like this ever happens at school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do have to say about my, about my oldest is that he, uh, he does have a very strong sense of responsibility. So I do think that some of it was not BSing. My, my younger son, on the other hand, will, the second you ask him to do a chore, he all of a sudden has to run to the bathroom and locks himself in there pretending he's pooping for an hour. 
<laughs> I do the same thing every morning and every evening. Yep. Uh, we were doing some chores on Saturday, cleaning up the house, and I did the same thing. I was like, I'm not doing this. So I went and sat in the can, and I heard my <laughs> wife say, Logan, Logan, I need your help. And he was like, oh, hold on, Mommy, go to the bathroom. And he opened the door on me. And I was sitting in there, and he literally looked at me, and he was like, that's what I was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> then he just ran upstairs to the other bathroom. Uh, I, <laughs> so have I was like, well, I'm caught. I have to lock the door now, because every time I'm taking my, my, only, my only time to myself, inevitably one of the kids will burst in the door without any warning. Dad! It's like Kramer in Seinfeld. Like, Dad! Like, oh my God, What? Like, oh, hi. And I just close the door, interrupting my one peaceful yeah. moment. Yeah, no sense of privacy whatsoever. Nope. Yeah. I had my eight-year-old the other day. I got out of the shower. I was in our room getting dressed, and he just storms in, just talking about his fish in his fish tank. And, he's just, and I was like, hey, buddy, can I have a little bit of privacy? Like, I'm, Daddy's just getting dressed. And he was like, oh, yeah, sure. And he just keeps talking as he's like, just turns around and stands in the room. <laughs> So I was like, right, okay, like still getting dressed. And then like mid-sentence talking about fish, he goes, Daddy, I hope that my butt's not hairy when I get older. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you, you, need, to, you need to get out. <laughs> get out of my room now. <laughs> I mean, no it will be. Did you tell him it will yeah. be? Like Yoda? Yeah, I said, sorry. Sorry, buddy. You will but, uh, be. <laughs> be you will. You will be. Hairy you will be. <laughs> Much hair you will have. <laughs> oh, man. Yep, so you've been watching Star Wars too, huh? Uh, of course. Of course <laughs> you've been watching Star Wars. Wait, I'm not done with fishing. So, my wife is spending all my money. Well, technically she yeah. makes more than me, so I guess maybe that's fair. But, <laughs> at some point... I think having this little like dinghy-sized rowboat that has a trolling motor has been awesome. I think I want okay, I want a rowboat or like a rowboat size, like a 12, 13 foot, 14 foot, maybe aluminum, maybe fiberglass with like a 9, 10 horse motor on it. Yeah. Just enough to tool around on the Finger Lakes, put a little fish finder on there, have a little console. I'm going to I'm going to recommend this show. It's on YouTube, and I didn't realize it existed until two weeks ago when I'm still working from home, being bored at work. I put this on to do some paperwork. It's called Das Boat. I still haven't watched it, too. Yep. And it's, I don't know if it's Meat Eater or just Steve Ranella, but it's produced by the same folks. And it, it kind of has made me want to get a small, simple fishing boat. They basically send this old aluminum boat from fisherman to fisherman and these are usually writers or guides like well-known fishermen around the country and they're supposed to add something to the boat and then take it fishing so like one guy was a chef and he added a grill and some other things some guy added a fish finder some guy added a steering wheel some guy added like a a really high seat to it anyway by the end of the series it's like this kind of decked out kind of funny little customized rowboat and yeah. or not rowboat like little little <clears throat> bass boat really and you can get around rivers with it you can go around lakes with it and that's really what i would love to have is some little rig just to do like all around freshwater fishing um in all the finger lakes and i mean they're kind of pricey you're probably talking like you know 
three, four grand maybe for something yeah. really cheap. But at some point, that's on that's on my bucket list. Have a little fishing boat. Uh, that is put out by the meat eater, by the way. Are you looking at it now? Uh, yeah, I just pulled it up. Um, and hey, this is obviously a conversation we can have off the air. But uh, if if you really want to do that. The guy I was talking about here in Virginia, who does a lot of boat work, uh, did say, "Hey, if you're ever in the if you're ever in the market for a boat, come to me first. He said because I can find something at a significant discount for you. Ooh, so it might, might be worth take a, a trip uh, down there. Okay, yeah, man, it might be worth a a drive to Lovettsville, Virginia. Is where hey, he is. It wouldn't be the first time I drove down to Virginia to pick up a boat. Oh yeah, we did that for or yeah, we did that for my dad. We drove down. Uh, picked up a boat and drove it all the way back to Rochester. Nice. There you go. It's doable. Yep. Well, um, the cigar, I think I've, I've recovered past the breaking point. I'm now, I've burned past the crack. If you know what I'm saying, if you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah. Past the (laughs) ash crack. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a big ash, but the crack is, is pretty fine. (laughs) If I had a dollar for every time I heard that. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, man, now, this is... One thing I'm going to say about the cigar is I feel like, obviously I won't know until tomorrow morning, but I feel like this is not going to leave too horrible of an aftertaste in my mouth either. I don't know what determines that. Like, even as I'm sitting here now, I, I let it rest for a little bit, and I don't have, like, this overwhelming taste of tobacco in my mouth. So the only other thing related to fishing I had a question about was smoking and fishing. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, wait, 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 wait. Before we move on to smoking and fishing, I do have, I do have one, one quick story I want to share with you here. Okay. I'm going to refill my bourbon while you're telling the story. All right. This was eight days ago. Here in Alexandria, Virginia, let me pull up this news article. Fairfax County, Virginia, which is the county I reside in, a 65-pound alligator snapping turtle was found in a residential neighborhood of Alexandria, Virginia. Oh, my Uh, gosh. 65 pounds. Um, The police were contacted. Uh, The neighborhood, uh, let's see, the police went out to the neighborhood after multiple calls came in from the community about a large turtle in the area. Which I think that's a funny thing to call 911 about. <laughs> I personally am, uh, I, I believe all turtle lives matter, so. That's right. It's a, bun- it's a bunch of Karens out there in Alexandria. <laughs> turtle Karens. Watch it now, watch it now. <laughs> but uh, the Virginia Department of Game and Inland Fisheries has taken control of the animal and explained why both law enforcement and residents were surprised to see that type of turtle in the area. The common snapping turtle is a species native to Virginia, while the alligator snapping turtle is native to river drainages that flow in the Gulf of Mexico, east to Georgia, and the panhandle of Florida, and westward to East Texas, according to Virginia Department of Game and Inland Fisheries. Um, So their assumption is that some, I'm about to swear, so brace yourself to be triggered, but some jackass. Oh! had an alligator snapping turtle as a pet. <laughs> and once it got to 65 pounds, which I mean, when you see the picture of this friggin' thing, I mean, it's, it's, it's huge. It's humongous. 
at 65 pounds, and they can get up to 200 pounds typically. Whoa. So that means this thing's going to triple in size, at least in weight. So, oh, uh, anyways, see it. you see that thing? <laughs> so it was oh. relocated to uh, a zoo in Norfolk, Virginia. That's where its new home will be. Um, I do think it is hilarious when I first saw this posted on Facebook to see the comments um, where people were literally like out for blood that people would bother the snapping turtle. Oh, they weren't fat shaming it? In its quote-unquote natural habitat, in which case some people then had to let them know that this is not their natural habitat. If it wasn't for the <laughs> fact that people found it, it would be dead by winter. <laughs> oh. But yeah, you see pictures of that dude holding it? Uh, yeah. Dude, that thing is, I mean, you, it easily could fit your whole like fist and half your forearm in its mouth. Yeah, you could totally fist its mouth. That's not what I was saying, but... <laughs> if you watch, uh, you've watched that YouTube show, Brave Wilderness, with that guy, yeah. Coyote Peterson. Coyote Peterson. <laughs> I think, if I'm remembering correctly, he was explaining that common snapping turtles are more aggressive in general, yeah. but alligator snapping turtles are way bigger. Yeah, and their bite can be more dangerous. Yes, they just don't bite because as of, often. Just because of their size. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, we, when we were out at the eastern shore, we were driving uh, from, we were at a little fishing spot in the bay, and we were driving down this kind of like backcountry road, and there's a snapping turtle, I don't know, probably like a foot diameter in the middle of the road. Were you listening to James Taylor? Uh, no, we weren't listening to James Taylor. Country Road. Oh, Please don't. yeah. Look, you already got to show off your music, your musical expertise at the beginning of this podcast. I'm hoping someone from like a famous record company listens and is like, wow, he's got talent. I'm signing him. Yeah, I think that that probably will happen. Forget this lame podcast business. Let's get <laughs> you in the trumpet and vocal industry. Yeah, I can't decide which one you're better at. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> but uh, so anyways, we saw this, you know, foot big, you know, in diameter snapping turtle in the middle of the road. So I was like, ah, oh, you know, and it was right around a turn. I was like, you know, let's hop out and just, you know, if it's not that aggressive, I'll just kind of push it off the road to where it's headed. That way someone doesn't come around the corner and nail it. And uh, so I hopped out, the boys hopped out of the truck and we went to check it out. And it instantly, and this is a common snapping turtle, instantly turned around and started hissing at me. <laughs> um, and it was like just like chomping away like trying to bite and I was like ah, it's a little aggressive let me just see so I, I was wearing Crocs and oh. I gave it a little nudge at its back end oh. and that dude in like a split I mean maybe it was a maybe it was a lady I apologize for if I misgendered the snapping turtle hey, come on man but uh, dude that thing literally jumped up and did a full like 180 turn and almost got my Croc in its mouth oh and so I literally looked at it, and I was like, screw you, buddy. And we got in the truck and drove away. <laughs> Ran over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, went in reverse. <laughs> I watched a video today uh, on Instagram of someone going to grab a moray eel that had been caught and got off the hook in a boat. Oh. And you hear someone say, don't get bit. And he grabs a moray eel on the, like, midway you know, down the eel, and it, like, jumps up and just bites his arm and hangs on. <laughs> oh, gosh. And he's flailing around trying to get this moray eel off, and it finally does fall off, and you hear everyone laughing. You hear, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, thank you. Mm-mm. 
Uh-oh. Huh? My cigar went out. What? How'd it go out? Were you talking too much? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So, hey, while I'm relighting, why don't you uh, get into the topic of smoking and fishing? <clears throat> well, you know, sometimes it's hard to smoke a cigar when you're fishing. You know, you got to mm-hmm. be retying lines and lures. And I found myself uh, a couple weeks ago fishing. I was completely by myself, and I had uh, uh, one of the nub cigars, like a real short, fat cigar. And I think I had something going on. Like I had fish on the line, or I was tang- my trolling motor was tangled in seaweed. Either way, my eyes were burning because I couldn't take the cigar out of my out of my mouth, and I just had to leave it there. And you ever get that where you're stuck doing something, you're like ah, just trying to get the smoke yeah. out of your nose and get your, your eyes. eyes closed. Yeah, yeah, and it really <laughs> hurt my eyes. So uh, you know, sometimes smoking cigars is hard to do while you're fishing. Smoking a pipe is very enjoyable, but also very hard to do when you're fishing because you like if your hands get wet, you got to handle your pipe, and as you know, a pipe that gets wet you know, isn't in the best shape. That's correct. I think that's why you should just smoke cigarettes. Yeah, it's that, that's, your, uh, that's your concluding factor. Yep, smoke drugs and cigarettes. That way you're not left holding a cigar in your mouth. Well, especially if you go for like one of those parliaments. Why is that? They've got the, uh, I think they used to call them fighter pilot cigarettes. They've fighter got the pilot? recess. Yeah, they've got that recess filter, so you can just lip that thing all day long. Oh, I thought that was for putting cocaine in. Yeah, it's also known as a cokehead cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. Yep. It's one of those two. You know what, Manny? This actually is making me think. I'm scanning Instagram right now because I know that we've kind of talked about this a little bit and poked fun of it. But there's that guy that makes those, like, I don't know. The only way to describe it is like the cigar. Yeah, it's the cigar pipe and like the tip for your, you shove a cigar in there. I think they're called cigar pipes, yeah. There you go. That would be perfect for that situation. I guess you're right. Like a Corella DeVille device? Yeah, man. Except <laughs> without all the, you know, Dalmatian killing instincts. Right, right. Mm. Well, um, yeah. So I don't always get to enjoy a cigar when I'm fishing because I, I realize I've tried so many times and I, I end up just having to either put it down or just stop fishing. So I can hold it or, you know, keep it lit or whatever. So it's hard to enjoy a good cigar when you're fishing. Yeah, I, I uh, when we were out at the eastern shore, I lit a cigar. And, uh, of course, as soon as I got that baby lit, probably smoked it a quarter way through, is when my son caught that striper. <laughs> so I had to hand it off to my wife. And probably about 30 minutes later, she had smoked half of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hey, I want that back. But uh, I did intend, last night I went fishing alone for Father's Day, which fishing alone doesn't happen often for me. Um, and I did plan to smoke that uh, Liga Anniversario that I have. Ooh. Um, and I thought that I had put it aside to bring with me. Um, in my mind, I had placed it in my travel humidor to keep it safe. So I, you know, rushed out of the house with the travel humidor Drove like 25 minutes to the Potomac. I was hoping to target some snakehead. And uh, got out. I put that little travel humidor in my backpack. Walked out to where I was going to fish. And opened it up. And it was empty. (laughs) And I was like, damn it. 
So, uh, so I did just at that point settle for a pipe, which was still very enjoyable. And I do think that pipes are probably for that same purpose of, you don't necessarily, you know, if you got just like a junker pipe, obviously you don't want something nice out there. No. Cause mm. what if you drop it in the water also? Yeah. Well, it was the only pipe I had with me was my devil ants, Manny. And I was the Morta one. Stayed, yeah. I stayed far oh. away from the edge of the water while I was fishing. Well, that has been submerged in water for quite some time, yeah. and it has recovered well. <laughs> That's true. I just don't know that it would recover Potomac River water. Ooh. <laughs> yep, that stuff's pretty nasty. I had a friend who uh, stayed under the minimum of eating two lake trout out of Lake Ontario tributaries per year, as yeah. what was recommended. Uh, he then got a – he volunteered for some kind of like heavy metal testing. And they told him, they called him, actually, from the study. They usually don't do this. They called him to tell him his mercury levels were very high. And they're, <laughs> they're not sure why, but he shouldn't eat any fish. Huh. And I blame George Eastman. Oh, you do? Eastman Kodak. Well, I mean, there's a legendary garbage pile at the mouth of the Genesee River going into Lake Ontario from not just Eastman Kodak, but there's probably a ton of cameras down there. But all the factories yeah. and, and mills and things that just threw trash into the Genesee River and then it washed out into Lake Ontario. It's nice. supposedly great fishing. Um, similar to how like the power plant was great fishing back in Norwalk. It's, but you don't necessarily want to keep all the fish that are coming out of there. You some big fish out of there. Yeah. Well, that's because the water was warm by the power plant. Yeah. And so it had a ton of bait fish. So you'd get all these other predators coming in looking for bait fish around the warm water. Yep. So I that guess our new podcast spot. should be a fishing podcast, huh? Apparently. Yeah, I mean, for now, yeah. Once I figure out how to throw my bait caster without spooling it up. You and me both. I say give it up. No, man, I'm not giving it up. I, dude, I do have to say, I know we're just talk, going on and on about fishing. But now that I've gotten into that reel, I don't know that I can go back. I mean, obviously, there's certain... There's certain situations to where a spinning reel is appropriate and not a bait caster. But, dude, I could cast at least... I mean, so if you've ever fished with a bait caster, which you have, Manny, mm -hmm. but uh, if you get into kind of all the nitty-gritty details of a bait caster, there is a tension uh, leg knob that basically puts tension on and off of your spool. And there's also brakes. Uh, mine is magnetic brakes that you can set. I think mine goes up to, like... 18 or something like that so there's recommendations wow. if you're starting off for where your brakes should be set because it'll actually slow the reel down for you um that way you don't have to worry so much about thumbing you know thumbing the spool but uh but anyways um my my brakes are are up almost all the way i think i have them up to like 12 um and i'm still at that point casting at least three times further than i can cast with my spinning reel listen I told you, if you can cast farther with me with my spinning reel, then I'll switch to a bait caster. Until then, it's just right. talk. All right, it's on. It's on. We got to go fishing. Mm-hmm. All right, you, you heard it here, folks. We're going fishing. At some point. We'll do a live podcast from the water, smoking cigars and trying to fish. Dude, we should just bring poles to New Hampshire with us. I thought about that. Good trout. Yeah, man. I wonder, hey, so we're going up there in October to hunt birds, because I obviously didn't get a moose tag this year. Boo. 
Um, Discrimination. Yes, seriously. <laughs> I should write them and tell them. Is it because I'm Puerto Rican that you're not allowing me to kill a moose? And they would say yes up there. <laughs> yeah, they'd be. They have no shame. Yep, for sure, sir. They'd be like, "Oh, you're Puerto Rican. You're definitely never getting a tag." Oh yeah, don't bother applying, sir. We didn't realize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. So uh, I, I wonder, like, if you were to throw out. So we're in there in October. There's got to be trout active. There's got to be catfish active out in that lake, right behind our yeah. the cabin we're renting. Yeah, you can even catch some bass still at that time. You could throw something out with a bait caster and just fish from the window of the cottage. Dude, it's on. If we don't get together before then, that, that'll be the test. All right, deal. I'll be ready. I've got time to hone my skills. COVID or no COVID, it's going right. down. Even if it's just you and I up there in a cabin. Yes, which I'm hoping. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Dude, this so, cigar, yeah. I probably got two inches left, and it is still delicious. It's awesome, man. I, th- I'd definitely be buying more of these. You can buy a bundle of these. Uh, I don't know. Do, I wonder if they put their prices online. Let me see. Hmm. What, uh, what flavors have you pulled out of this thing? Mm. Consistently coffee. Yes. Um, it really isn't. I, I wouldn't categorize it as sweet. No. I wouldn't categorize it as, well, maybe a little creamy. Kind of like a, this would also pair well with a Guinness. Oh, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Something light, but also like dark and not sweet in flavor. Yeah. It's picked up a little bit in strength. I've also probably got like... Yeah, probably an inch, inch and a half before I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, picking up a little bit in strength. Not, it's definitely not too strong though. That they, they've been known to make some really strong blends, and this is not one that is overpowering. And this is just what they call their house Maduro. Dude, I am picking up like a little sweetness that reminds me of like hazelnut. Oh, I can see that. Yep. Like a nutty sweetness. Yep, I can see that. Hmm. Dude, that's delicious. Santiago Cigar Factory. Uh, oh, they don't post their prices online, so you got to go in and get them. Yeah. I think. Can you order them online? Uh, let's see. I don't think so. Oh, it's sad. So you got to go get them. you got to go to East Ave in Rochester. That's sad. And tell them Manny sent you, and they'll kick you out. <laughs> get out now. <laughs> Is that the same guy who keeps trying to get all our moose? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I didn't get my moose tag this year. So um, this will be my next year, the fourth year I've been going in for it, for a moose tag in New Hampshire. Um, but the bright side is this means that I won't be buying a new rifle. I'll be buying a new bow. So I'm going to go shopping at a local archery shop and get a nice bow for deer. Nice. Not for moose? No, not for moose. That's the thing. (laughs) If I drew a moose permit, they they say you can use any weapon you want. So, of course, I'm going to buy a really high-powered rifle. Axe. (laughs) Nunchucks. Throwing axe. (laughs) Poison. 
I'm coming with nunchucks, throwing stars, and brass knuckles. I'm hunting, officer. Duh. <laughs> you think I want to maim a moose? I want What's to kill the it. duct tape and rope for, sir? You can use uh, pitfalls with spikes with poop on them. Yeah. Ew. You know. <laughs> you, lose some meat. you lose some meat doing that, but you get the moose. Yeah. Just right in the immediate area, though. <laughs> to clean it out quick enough, it's probably good. So it is kind of fun to look at getting a new bow. It's been a long time since I got a new bow. Yeah. What are you thinking? So far? Yeah. They call it a Bowtech Revolt. Ooh. So for all, for all none of you archery nerds that are listeners, um, it's a pretty nice compound bow. And it's probably going to be over $1,000. Nice. Yeah, kind of. Got to save up for that. Yeah, I do. Tell your buddy on the roof to go easy on the uh, weather watch. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I will. He, oh, he was up there roofing today, and uh, there was a torrential downpour and a lightning storm. <laughs> so he was he was hiding under this little like nook in the roof for like a half hour. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I bet, I bet that he just climbed right out after the rain went by and kept working. Oh yeah, yeah it doesn't stop him. Yeah, knowing him. Yep. <laughs> oh, Manny, I, I, I can't thank you enough for the cigar. This is delicious. You are and, welcome. You're welcome, but, sir. And I mean, I'm hoping that it is this delicious. The last couple cigars I've smoked were uh, Rocky Patels, so I mean, it could throw me off a little bit. <laughs> So let's talk about this for a second. You know, we've been, uh, forgive my French, S-talking. Oh, um, easy. I'm going to have to bleep that one out. Well, I've been listening to a lot of old Opie and Anthony where they used to just say S and C and F, which is really annoying. Oh, yeah? um, anyway, Rocky Patel, we've been talking S about him because, only because I've tried so many of them and none of them have been good. Yeah. And I'm being, I'm trying to be as fair as I can, and and as I understand, recently you've tried a few, and it just hasn't been, they haven't been good cigars. So I'm, I'm looking forward. I want to give it a chance. I want to try another one. I want it to be good because they get such big marketing. And uh, what's his name, the the guy, Rocky Patel, <laughs> Mr. Patel. For some reason, George I was trying Patel? to think of like an Indian name, but you know, um, man, this is not the time for that. <laughs> I, hey, hey. Anyway, so yes, Rocky Patel. <laughs> um, he does a lot for like cigars, Patel. And tobacco, and what have you. So I, I really want to support his brand, but I have yet to have a Rocky Patel cigar that I like. Yeah, and I'm with you. And I just had two of them recently. And I did not like them. So, and I didn't they cancel the World Cigar Smoking Championships? Man, they've canceled everything good. I know. Our Barn Smoker uh, Dream is crushed for this year. Yeah, they canceled the show Cops. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yep. There's a couple different cop shows that got canceled. Speaking of canceled things, and you were just talking about hunting, have you heard the news about uh, about the Looney Tunes cartoons that are coming back? No, the racist ones. 
No, I mean I don't know that they were racist. No, the ones past, with, you know the ones right after World War II were pretty racist. Oh well, I wasn't watching them then, so you can't blame me for that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, what are you talking about? Uh, so apparently, Looney Tunes cartoons are coming back with new cartoons, um, but any character that did have a firearm in the past um, will not have a firearm currently in the new series. <laughs> Like Elmer Fudd? Elmer Fudd no longer has a firearm. <laughs> Yosemite Sam also does not have a firearm. Oh, they use lawyers? They use cops? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's, that, that's banned now, too. So, anyways, just thought that was worth mentioning, clearly. Hold on, I want to find an image. Have they posted any images of Elmer Fudd hunting? Uh, they have, yeah. He has I a mean, sword. Oh, there we go. That makes sense. And an Rabbit axe. hunting with a sword. Cool, because that's not grisly enough. Yeah. Hacking apart <laughs> a rabbit with a sword. Yep. He has a plunger here, a sickle here. Yeah, which I feel like is far more violent than a shotgun. Uh, yeah. Have you ever killed an animal with a machete? No. It's not as quick as you'd think. <laughs> I've put knives... Let me put it to you this way. I've stuck knives into the throats of... Maybe 30 or 40 mammals to kill them. Yeah. And you just kind of have to get through it, because it's not really pleasant either way. I'd much rather have them die from a gunshot wound. So, you know what, Looney Tunes? Shame on you. Yeah, I feel like that Elmer Fudd should just give up hunting at this point. Because he couldn't get that rabbit with a shotgun. Yeah, you never could get him anyways. He's definitely not going to get it with melee weapons. <laughs> just my opinion, of course. Oh, excuse me. I wonder if Marvin the Martian won't have his uh, zapper. Oh, that's a good question. Or if, uh, what's the coyote? Is his name just Coyote? Wiley Coyote? Wiley Coyote. Yeah, I wonder if he's still going to be able to use uh, TNT. Probably. It's not a gun. Too. No, no, no. Oh, it's not yeah. a gun. Oh, you yeah, can poison people. You can bomb oh, that's them. That's right. I forgot there's no logic involved in all this reasoning. Correct. Yeah, you're trying to make too much sense of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I did have to have that conversation with my 10-year-old as he's been trying to get into, what's that game? LARPing? Fortnite. No, oh. no, Fortnite. <laughs> um, and uh, even though I told him he's not allowed to play shooter games right now, he's not, you know, I don't feel like he's of the age to sit around just shooting people for hours. And, I mean, there's no reason to play video games. Um, but uh, but he his argument is that it's rated E for everyone. Which I thought that was crazy with the war on guns that we're having now. That a video game like that, that every kid plays, is rated E. <laughs> yeah, it's but, literally just running around shooting people. Right, but you're, you're, trying to, you're trying to apply logic to it is where you're coming up short. True, you're right. It's not supposed to make sense. Yeah, and mind you, my reasoning for my 10-year-old not playing that game is not because I have any issue about guns. It's just that he's 10 and doesn't need to be playing video games for hours upon hours a day. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, not when he can be fishing. That's right. Or smoking. Yeah, Wait. exactly. Or smoking. 
<laughs> we dropped the age down. <laughs> to 10? Good. Yeah, well, we're, what we're doing, I put a couple signs in front of our house, and a bunch of just garbage piled up, and I spray-painted Chaz on a piece of cardboard so that we can make our own rules here. I don't know what that means. Manny, you're not familiar with Chaz? Chaz Bono? No, Chaz. I, don't, I actually don't know what it stands for, but I think it's a... Uh, there's like a whole neighborhood in Seattle is where it started to where they barricaded this neighborhood. Oh, yeah. I did and, hear uh, about that. And it's like their own like form of government. Right. They don't want police, but they are finding their own people to do security. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They realize they still actually need a police force. <laughs> but they just can't call it police. Yeah. And they have lots of rules for this rules-free community. <laughs> yep. Oh, wow. Look at that. Anarchy doesn't work so well. Oops. <laughs> hey, I thought we weren't going to get political, man. Have you had too I, I much wasn't getting political. You've I'm had just saying I want to make sure my home Lugles. is actually free. You've had too much line in Lugals. <laughs> hey, I'm still on. I'm, I'm going to get down a half a can. Okay. Mm. It does go. I do have to say, I think something refreshing like this was good for the cigar. You know, this has been refreshing. This has been refreshing, Manny. And I hope that any, anyone who has the time that they're still listening Oof. a little over an hour in, that this is to also find refreshing find something better for them. to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go fishing. Turn hey, this hey, off. One of our, one of our uh, avid listeners avid. Um, said that... Yeah. <laughs> maybe, I have, maybe, My maybe I have had too much. But... Uh, <laughs> But anyways, he, uh, he did uh, recommend that we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves, Manny. Why? Because uh, he said that we just don't give ourselves enough credit for the quality. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Of the podcast that we put on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, sir. Oh, you know what this world is missing more than anything else? What's that? The ability to laugh at the self. Yeah, that's true. People can't laugh at themselves anymore. Or at least, not anyone that speaks out publicly. <laughs> yeah. I think it's healthy. I think you should laugh at yourself and make fun of yourself. and As, know yeah, that as often as possible. Yeah, every opportunity you get. Yep. <laughs> that's uh, right. I always say that people need to practice the art of not being offended. Right, like all those officers that are being, you know, arrested now. Just learn to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Wow. Just, just, just laugh at yourself. You know. Just laugh at yourself. We should join the protests and we should hold up signs. <laughs> just laugh what at they, yourself. What, what, yeah. What, what other slogans could you put on those signs, Manny? Um. Um, I hate all of you. Have a light heart and a light foot. Like to no, run? That, that doesn't work. Never mind. To run from the cops? No. It's probably better that I mess that joke up. <laughs> See, right there. You're laughing at yourself. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about what the joke was meant to be, it's far better that I messed it up. Okay. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Manny, this has been this has been quite the experience. Yeah, and I'm glad we remembered to hit record on this one. <laughs> or did we? <laughs> we'll find out.
Oh, well, my cigar is at an end here. Yeah, mine too. Mine too. Still delicious. Yeah, mine's but, just uh, getting to that really funky, smoky phase where I'm probably going to yeah. take a couple more puffs and then put it down. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Which, wow, uh, we really timed that perfectly. Yeah, it's almost like we planned it. It's almost like we finished each other's... Sandwiches. Mmm, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it's a shout-out to uh, all the Frozen fans out there. Well, they stole that joke from me, so... Oh, yeah? Yeah, you want to hear a funny story? <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. So, when I was a kid, I had a friend, and The Lion King had just come out. And I think I was in, like, fifth grade. <clears throat> so we all watched The Lion King. It was the best thing ever. And I went over to my buddy's house, and we were hanging out. And he was kind of unsupervised. He didn't have a lot of structure, so whatever. I was just hanging out. We were home alone. And he goes, he was really upset. And he goes, you know, I don't know why they didn't ask me to do the voice of Simba. He's like, I have a really good voice, and I could do a way better job than, because wasn't it Jonathan Taylor Thomas? JTT. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I can do it way better than him. Listen to this. Now, he proceeded to make me sit there, and he sang all the Lion King songs, like, wholehearted, committed, and it was terrible. And at the end of me sitting through, like, 15 minutes of him singing, um, he was like, right? Isn't that right? I don't know. He was, like, really angry. Like, they should have picked me. I don't know why they didn't pick me. Did he, like, audition for it? Uh, no. Even back then, I was like... How would they have known about you? Like, what? who are you, besides me, who are you uh, singing in front of, sir? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's a great story that had a lot to do with everything that we're talking about. I thought it was pretty relevant. Yeah. Well, on that note. Oh, I should probably uh, get my trumpet, huh? You want me to play yeah, us you're, out? Yeah, you're going to play us out? Yeah. Any concluding thoughts about your dumb cigar or fishing or anything? Um, one thing I do have to say, Manny, that I think is a miss when we smoke Santiago cigars um, is that uh, it, they're hard to get a hold of, you know? There so you this. Yep, you can only get them from me. That's right. So Unless... I do think that, uh, that, you know, if enough people, if the five people that are listening, four if we exclude you, Manny, <laughs> um... Could write a letter to Santiago and say they need to start selling these bad boys online. Well, I don't know if they can in New York. Oh, really? I don't. I don't know. There might be something prohibiting that. I'm not sure. But you can always call and ask. There's nothing wrong with doing that. I feel like La Casa Gran used to sell their cigars online. Yeah, but that's in a different state. No, that that's New York. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of Danbury. <laughs> I, had a, uh, I had a co-worker have to travel to Danbury for a funeral. And yeah. she was looking for things to do when she was in Danbury to take her mind off things. And as I was thinking about it, all I could think of were fishing spots and smoking spots. Because I was, <laughs> I was trying to think about, like, what did I do when I was in high school and we'd go to Danbury? Well... We'd fish and we'd smoke, and we'd find spots where no one would bother us doing either of those activities. So I didn't really have many things for her to go on. But that's all I think of when I think of Danbury. Yeah, for the record, you can get La Casa Grande cigars online from the Bronx, New York. Well, 
then Santiago better get on it. Like Tonto. Dude, I don't know if La Casa Grande cigars are as good as they used to be. Have you tried one recently? uh, I mean, no. Not since I had the ones that you... Um, no, I've been there once since, since, uh, you gifted me all those cigars for my wedding. Um, and they were good then. And and that would have been, shoot, I'd have to ask my buddy Max how long he's been married. Cause that was his bachelor party. So let's say, let's say 10 years ago, maybe nine years ago was the last time I had one and they were still good, but you can get a bundle of their shades. For $110 for 25 What's that a stick? Come on, do some math. Um, looks like four bucks a stick. Wow. Considering if you buy them in singles, they're $10. And they're still at Arthur Ave? Yeah, they're still at Arthur Ave. Let's check it out. Yes, sir. I guess we got to go to New York City, too. New York City. Yeah, they've got all their cigars are available online. Or we could also just order them online. Probably because of COVID. Mmm. Messes everything up. Cigar industry, lungs. Protests. Yeah. No, apparently COVID doesn't exist at protests. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You gonna play us out? (laughs) (laughs) Before I get too political for you. Good night. Bye.